Hello everyone and welcome to episode 7 of season 2, Looking Back, Journeys from Meeting to Marriage. I'm so sorry for the long break between new episodes, but the end of summer and the beginning of a new school year made life pretty busy around our house. But we're back this week with a great new episode that I know you're going to enjoy. I have known Carter since he was about 8 years old, and to be perfectly honest, he was one of those boys in primary at church that gave the primary president, which just happened to be me, headaches every week. Luckily, he grew up, and as you will hear, he has become an awesome man and husband. He and his wife, Adrienne, who goes by the nickname Babe and has her whole life, have been married just over a year. During that year, they've been house-sitting down the street from us, and it has been great to get to know her better and to watch them as a married couple. Babe is one of those people that light up the room when you meet her, and she makes everyone feel so good about themselves. She obviously made a big impression on Carter when they met while they were both serving a mission in the same area. Listen to their story, and you'll see how the Lord brought them together after their missions. Enjoy as you listen to the journey of Carter and Babe. Yes, I'm Adrienne Finkley, and I was born and raised in Holiday, Utah. And I'm Carter Finkley, and I was... I was born in Provo, and then with my family, they kind of moved around a lot when I was young, and we ended up in Bountiful, Utah. Okay, how long have you been married? Just past a year, a little over a year. So you made it. I Good know. job. <laughs> we passed the newbie stage. So tell me where you guys were. Maybe each of you can tell me where you were in, in your life when you met. Um, so we were both on our missions. Okay. Um, we were serving in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania mission. And I think it was 2019 and it was that summer when we first met. I was currently a year into my mission. I had been trained. I had served in the center of Philadelphia. I've served in New Jersey, kind of like everywhere around there. And I was recently transferred to a new, um, area called Oxford, Pennsylvania. Our first district meeting is when um, Adrienne, babe, she had come into the district. That was her first district meeting and that's kind of where we first met. Okay. Yeah, so just going along with that, it was like my first time in the mission. We were meeting as missionaries and um, I saw Carter and I was like, oh, he seems cool. I was just trying to get to know all the other missionaries and he was like the one missionary that would not like talk to me. Like he would talk, but he was very simple with his answers and he wouldn't like ask me questions. He was very just like standoffish. And I was like, okay, it's a little <laughs> interesting. He was just like the one that I could not break through. And it was interesting because I was dating. We both had boyfriends and girlfriends at this time, like very serious. So it was like at home. Yeah. at okay. home. Well, my Mine was on his mission. Okay. And then... Yeah, mine was at um, at college at that point. Okay. Yeah. And so it was kind of like we weren't really looking at each other that way. Like, of course, I thought he was cute, but I wasn't really thinking, like, about him in that way. Plus, you're on a mission, so yeah. that's not like, your first thing. Yeah. <laughs> you're right, right. Right. <laughs> okay, so then how much did you interact on your mission after that meeting? So we were in the same district, okay. and so we saw each other almost every single week, and we'd have district meetings together, and we'd do things together as a district. So it was almost 
quite frequently, almost like every week is when we saw each other. And we were still, I was still very standoffish towards her. Um, my reasoning is she, like when I saw her, I was just like, dang, she's so beautiful. She is so pretty. Like I have no chance with her. Like there is no possibility. So like, why even try? Like I was just, I was just intimidated by how pretty she was. And so, yeah, we, we just had interactions, I guess, every, every district council, every couple of weeks, every week or so, so. Yeah, we didn't really, like, get close during that time. He, we moved to different areas of Pennsylvania, and we just happened to stay by each other the whole time within neighboring cities, so we always had these district council meetings together, and um, it was interesting. Once we went, we moved areas, and we went to this one district council, and it was, like, the first time he started, like, kind of interacting with me, and I was like, wow, I'm kind of broken well, to jump Through. in, we we were in the same district for almost six months at okay. the same time, and then transfers came, and I moved to a different district, and she moved to another district, and then after six weeks, I moved back into her district, and we were together for another five months. Okay, which and that's when is really weird for missionaries to be with each other for like a year. Yeah, when yeah, that's a long time. Such a big mission. And so that was like the first time once he moved back into my district again, the first time that he started actually talking to me and wanting to kind of have a conversation and kind of messing around. And so it was interesting because I was like, wow, I'm kind of broken through Carter and it was pretty fun. And then COVID hit. And then that's when we really started to become really close. (laughs) Yeah. We, during COVID, it was interesting. We... Obviously, like we were in quarantine, we couldn't go out and do missionary work like normal. And so we were stuck in our apartment all day, wondering how we can go about doing what God had called us to do. And so we came up with lots of ideas. And at that time, me and my companion were the zone leaders. And um, Babe and her companion were the sister training leaders in our zone. And so I had the idea to just give them a call and we would call all of the missionaries in our zone and make sure like how they're doing and check up on them and um, just kind of be there to talk with them because everyone's going through a hard time, you know? And so we started talking on the phone with them to try to coordinate stuff. And we're talking on the phone with them almost every day, trying to like come up with different um, ways we could help out the other missionaries, you know? And just naturally we started talking more and more and, um, our companions would kind of be there, but it was really just like a me talking to her type of thing. And we would, we would talk about all the hikes we wanted to go on and that we did go on. We'd talk about high school and soccer and all the things we had in common. Uh-huh. And it just kind of, we just kept talking and talking. Okay. Which is kind of an unusual experience for yes. missionaries. You just had extra time oh, yeah. that yes. you wouldn't normally have. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was at, at, I want to ask you this. At yeah. that point, were either or both of you thinking, I kind of like this person? Because, you know, you try and shut that down a little on a mission. At this point, yes. Okay. Yeah, we had both. I, I had broken up with my girlfriend okay. and way I, before that and her as well with her boyfriend. And I guess there was still some stuff lingering with her boyfriend that she didn't know. It was, was just an unknown. Happen. We were like right. kind of over. We weren't talking, but we never had like 
the official talk that gets over. Right. So in the back of my mind, I always knew I was going to have to come home and talk to him, figure out really what we were going to do. But at this And your point, main focus as missionaries is not... No. <laughs> yeah, we want to make that clear on this podcast, yes. which I know I know you both well enough that this wasn't the point, but you're still people, so... Yes. Yeah. Well, so what's going point, through your heads, I guess? Yeah. Through my head, I had two, three weeks left. Okay. The quarantine started, and I was ten weeks from going home, from okay. finishing my mission. And we started talking more and more closer to the end of my mission, and there was like four weeks left in my mission. I'm just ready to go home. I'm ready to start school and of course I'm thinking about dating and stuff and there's this awesome girl in my in my zone in my district my mission that um I've really liked talking to and so of course it's it's been on my mind a lot yeah it's pretty funny it wasn't like per se like we were flirting all day every day it would just be like these little 10-15 minute calls that we would just talk and then he, like, kind of started messing around with me, and I was like, oh, maybe he's, like, kind of feeling the same way I am. And then he went home, and I was kind of expecting him to email me or just, like, say something, and he never did. But it never was, like, this big thing that I was like, oh. Like, I was bummed, but it was never, like, that big of a deal. And as I was on my mission, I had... Went about the rest of the mission. How much more time did you have? I had another six more months. Okay. Yeah. And so no email from Carter still at this point. I was like, whatever. I had about two more weeks. And then I was about to go home. And out of nowhere, I got this email from him. And he was like, hey, Armani Egan, how are you? Like, when do you come home? And I was like, oh, I'm just about to get home. I have like two more weeks left. And then he was like, oh, I'd love to like hang out or see you when we get home. Maybe we can plan something. And at this point, I everyone talked about everyone that was home on their mission. So everyone knew everything about everyone. And I knew he had a girlfriend. So I was kind of like, this is weird. Like, why does he email me? And I was like, maybe just friends. And little did I know, he actually had broken up with her. Okay, so I want to hear now your six months <laughs> after yeah. you got home from your mission. So I got home from my mission. I started a new job. And I had emailed this girl on my mission from high school that was just like a friend. And I emailed her for a little bit. Um, And I got home from my mission and I just reached out to her over text. I was like, hey, like, do you want to go out on a date? All throughout high school, I thought she was cute. Mm -hmm. I wanted to like date her, you know, I wanted to go out on a date with her. And um, I finally asked her out on a date and we went out and we started dating. And that was in, I think, June of, of 2020, right? Yeah, 2020. So life was weird. Yeah, life yeah. was still weird. Anyway, so people, I know a lot of people started dating people that they might, maybe wouldn't have stayed with, but they're like, well, I guess we're stuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> You're in my bubble. Yeah. You were <laughs> I don't know if bubble. that was the case, but I think <laughs> No, I, I had reached out to her yeah. and we went out on a date and it was fun and we we started dating and it was just weird. Out of nowhere, I had almost lost feeling um like affection i had lost feeling like wanting to be with that person Mm -hmm. and it was just very very weird for me because i i had obviously had the final plan of dating to be married to someone and so i reached out to my dad and i talked to him i was like why is this happening like i I don't want to mess anything up maybe Mm -hmm. it's just some fluke thing like 
I even reached out to my state president, and he talked with me for a long time. And after a while... So, I'll clarify. You really liked her. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're like, why aren't I feeling it anymore? Yeah. That's uh-huh. what you're saying. Okay. It was like, out of nowhere. I was like, why Why am I feeling like this? Like, yeah. it was just very, very weird. I talked to my state president, and he gave me a lot of counsel, him and his wife, and they talked with me, and they said, Carter, it seems like God's trying to tell you something, and you should probably listen to him. And so I had decided then that I, I needed to talk with her, and it so happened to be that when we talked, she was also feeling the same thing. And so we broke up, and it wasn't this traumatic breakup experience that all of these high mm-hmm. schoolers have. It yeah. was very <laughs> low-key and very, um, what's the best way to say it? wasn't emotionally expensive in that sense. Oh, it wasn't, I like that. Yeah. So that happened, and I had actually gone on Mutual and started finding people to date on Mutual. I was dating around with one of my buddies, and we were just kind of like living up the, the high school life again, or the college life, I guess you could say. Um, and it got to a point where I was like, this is just so unfulfilling. Like, I could not find anyone. Like, it was... It was either they were they were young or they were just weird people or I don't know what. <laughs> and I was like, this is just so unfulfilling, all of this. And I was like, I just want to find someone. And I remember that night I was I was just praying and I was asking God, I was like, put the person in my life that's supposed to be here at this moment that like I can form a relationship with. And it wasn't immediately, but it was a couple of days later, I just had this out of nowhere feeling to email Armana Egan. And I was like, wait, why would I do that? Like, she's on her mission still. And it was just, it was just really, honestly, out of nowhere. And so I emailed her and I was like, hey, Armana Egan, how are you? What's up? Um, I don't know when you're coming home. Is it in a couple of like months? Like, how's the mission been? How has everything been? Just kind of yeah. catching up with her. And she emailed me back and we started talking over email for a couple of times and she said, Oh, I'm coming home in a couple of weeks actually. And so I, I had taken that as my opportunity to try and uh, (laughs) set something up. And I was like, Hey, so when you come home, we, I remember us talking about all those, those hikes during quarantine, maybe we should make that happen. (laughs) And so, yeah, she came home from her mission in November of 2020 and she came home on a Wednesday she invited me to her homecoming on a Sunday, which was very limited. So I felt pretty special. She's yeah. like, I could only invite so many people. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. <laughs> she invited me to that. And then that next Tuesday, we went out. It wasn't like a date. It was kind of just like us hanging out. Uh-huh. Our first date was like, a, we went rock climbing with my brother. So this was the hanging out. This is the first thing you did. Yeah. yeah. Rock climbing. Okay. The first thing. So. So tell me about that. <laughs> The day was pretty funny. I was pretty nervous. I was like, at this point, I still thought he had a girlfriend. So I was like, this is weird. But for me in high school, that was just normal. Like my guy friends, they would have girlfriends and we'd still hang out and do things with people and it wasn't weird. So I was like, it's kind of weird, maybe not. And so we went on the date and we were rock climbing and this little brother is really social and loves <laughs> to like talk and be funny. And so... Him and I were talking like a good chunk of the time and Carter at this point was so nervous and he like still wouldn't talk to me. He's like, like, why did I bring my brother? (laughs) He was like not really talking, not really like paying attention to me, just feeling like, I could tell he was frazzled. 
And so I was like trying to ask him questions and all this stuff. And he was just pretty like simple with his answers. And I was like, okay, it's fine. And then um, I was like, maybe we'll just be friends. Like, who knows? And then I found out, come to find out, I knew he didn't have a girlfriend. So I was like, okay, maybe there's something more. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. During the day, I, we were rock climbing in Big Cottonwood Canyon. That had been something we've kind of like always talked about. Mm-hmm. So I took my brother and her up there, and Babe was climbing up the mountain. And she was up there, and so she was far, far enough away that she couldn't hear us. And my yeah. brother's like, dude, she's so dope. You need to date her. <laughs> Those were like his exact words. Uh-huh. I was like, I know. Like, tell me about it. And we started talking about it. And then she came down, and it was awkward again. <laughs> was it awkward because you just didn't know how to be around her I when you weren't aw- missionaries? Just- or well, I had had experience from being around. I was just, it was just weird because all of our interaction was as missionaries. Well, that, that's know? what I mean. Yeah. 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 yeah it was pretty, pretty, funny. pretty weird. <laughs> I've heard that every first date after a mission is the worst. Like super awkward. Oh my gosh, the worst. So sure. what are you thinking? You're thinking at the end of that date, oh, maybe he just wants to be friends. Yeah, and Carter's I thinking really she's confused. someone I really yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So then what happens? So then after that date, we started texting a lot and obviously we were like flirting back and forth and making jokes with each other. And I asked her, I called her, I FaceTimed her and I was like, Hey, do you want to go on an, like on an actual date? And me and a bunch of my friends from high school, we had planned this big group date. We were going to go to the flow rider in Ogden and then go back to my house in hot tub and kind of mm-hmm. hang out. And so I asked her and, she was like, yeah, I'd love to go. Was that better? Yeah, but I had just gotten home from a mission, and I was like, we're going surfing outdoors. So I'm so like, this is so uncomfortable. Yeah. But it worked out great. And he was actually super – that day, I, like, saw him. Like, he, he started talking to me. He was laughing. He was being crazy. And he was, like, egging me out. Like, he was just being, like, Carter. He wasn't shy or nervous at all. So that was good. That night – he was getting mixed feelings from me. We went hot tubbing after, and every couple had, like, a spot next to each other. And I came in late. I was talking to his mom or something, and I came in late, and there was no spots open, and Carter was over in the corner, so I just sat, like, across from him. And he was like, oh, she definitely doesn't want to date me. Like, <laughs> it's over. Like, what am I doing? And it, he just felt so uncomfortable. And then after I started cuddling him, then he's like, I'm getting the most mixed feelings <laughs> from this girl, like what she wants. And so then after the date, he drove me back home and he like walked me to my garage because that's how I always go into my house. And he was just talking and giving me a hug. And then I was like, okay, well, this is fun. Like, this was such a great day. Thanks for taking me. We'll have to do it again. And he claims I leaned in, but I claim he (laughs) leaned in. So I don't really know what happened, but we had our first kiss. And And that clarified. Yes. Yeah, everything was clarified at that point. There was no uh, mixed thoughts going on. Yeah, it was pretty funny. That's awesome. (laughs) Yes. So where does it go from there? From there, we started going out. A lot. We had a big mission, like gathering like all of our friends from our mission. Mm -hmm. We got together and we went to her house and hung out. 
and played games. And then that next week after our, our second date, we hung out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And we bought rock climbing passes together. And she was like, hey, I'm going on a trip to Moab. Do you want to come? And I was so thrown off. I was like, what? This girl's like asking me to go on a trip with her. Of course I do. And so I'm like, mom, I'm going to Moab. She's like, no way. That'll be so much fun. And we had just started dating. Yeah. We were brand like a week, a week and a half. And we went to Moab and we did a lot of rock climbing, rappelling, canyoneering. And that's when we got really close. Cause we was there just, a bunch of people there? Or? Yeah, there's it was like, like 30 a, people. Yeah, it was like a group of 30 people, and we were all stuffed inside. How come you guys were doing this stuff, and I'm at home, like, with nobody <laughs> wearing masks everywhere? <laughs> I know. I think you lived up, you lived up COVID, right? Did. Yeah. <laughs> was there a point where you're like, we are boyfriend and girlfriend? Did you have that discussion before yeah. this? Or? Yeah, I think we were hanging out at her house one night, and we were just talking in her basement, and we had that discussion. She's and like, this is so... how far into, after that first date? <laughs> it's like... Two weeks a week, like but we very had, we had hung out so much. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, it had been every day. We were rock climbing every day, and hanging out, and then he's like, "So, uh, do you want to be my girlfriend?" Uh-uh. And I was like, I was a little thrown back because I was like, "Well, I just got home. This is very fast, and that was everything I didn't want. I did not want to start dating fast or anything." And I was like, "Uh, yeah, I guess I do." And so then. We started dating and went to Moab, and Moab was where it, like, really clicked. We were with each other 24-7. So I want to ask you this. At that point, what, it's been, you knew each other before, but this is three, four weeks. What, I'll ask Babe first, what, <laughs> what about Carter really was something you appreciated or thought, okay, I really like this guy? And then I, I'll ask Carter the same thing. Yeah, I think the first thing I noticed, like, dating wise of course there's a million traits of him but I noticed how much he like loved me and how like he only had eyes for me like he really would just put all of his energy into me and like I didn't have that as much with like my ex-boyfriend and so it was a really cool transition to see like how much someone could love and give without like he just always made it seem like I was the only person there and it like really drew me to him like, on top of everything else, right? We had all the similarities of hobbies, everything. And, like, I just loved that everything he gave was, like, he only looked at me. He only would do and, like, support. And, like, I've noticed that just, like, with people in his life, he gives, like, everything he can to help and to serve people. And I really liked that he always did that. And we had, like, the background of the mission. Like, we had a spiritual right. thing, too, with it all. That was really special. That says a lot, Carter. That's a great answer. Yeah. How about you? For me, towards her, obviously, like, the first thing I noticed was how gorgeous she was in the mission. But once I started getting to know her, she was the most personable and most genuine person I've met. She would always go out of her way to go and please someone, to go and say hi to someone if they weren't, like, they didn't seem like they were okay. And I see it to this day. She has a very hard time saying no to anyone. <laughs> and especially when it's things that she just doesn't want to do. She, whether it's her sisters that ask her to go do something or if it's anyone that asks her to go do something, she's like, I would love to do that. And she does it with a smile on her face. And it's the most, it's the most like admirable thing to me because she's just very, very selfless in that sense. That's great. 
So after the Moab trip, what happens? Then we dated some more, and Carter was like, we were like a month in at this point, and Carter was like, uh, I think, like, kind of talking about marriage, and I'm like, well, buddy, I just got home like a month ago, I'm not ready for marriage, maybe in like two years we can start talking about marriage, and I was just like, I'm not there yet, I can't, like, even think about marriage right now, and I was still like figuring out me, and I was like, am I moving too fast? Should I maybe be dating other people? And so I kept like kind of putting it off, and it didn't create like tension or anything, but I knew he was always like, why? Like, if you know, because I was always like, I want to marry you, but I just don't know if I'm there yet, like mm -hmm. for like marriage. And he was like, but why? Like, that makes no sense to say you know you want to, but you want to wait. Right. And so it was a lot of long nights, a lot of, like, tears and hours of just, like, trying to talk and figure out really, like, what was right. I just was in a confused, like, place. And so we kept talking. I want to hear Carter's thoughts about that time. time. Yeah. The, yeah, this was like an ongoing conversation. Like I had brought it up like lightly and she had shot it down immediately almost <laughs> in the beginning. And as we kept dating more and more, like we would talk about it more and more because obviously that's like what my goal was. Right. And as we talked about it, it kept getting deeper and deeper conversations. And I was almost getting, I was just very confused in the fact that she kept saying she wanted to like, wait, she's like, I know, like, I want to be with you eventually. And like, I know I want to be married to you, but I just want to wait. I want to like date you. And I want to want to date you for a couple of years and just all this stuff. And to me, it didn't make sense. If you were with the person that you wanted to be with for the rest of your life, why wait? Why put it off? Right. So it was, it was frustrating to me. But at that same time, I had to be, I needed to be patient and understand where she was coming from. But I still talked about it with her <laughs> to keep it in her mind Pursuing. what yes. time of year was this then this was around right when we started talking a lot about it was January, yeah like okay. february i knew i wanted to be with him for christmas i made like this scrapbook we given we'd been dating for like a month and i put all the pictures of us i brought all these notes and did all these things <laughs> i gave it to him and he was like, thanks. Like, he said thanks in, like, the most genuine way, but he didn't say anything after that. And I was like, shoot, maybe I'm moving too fast. Like, I got really mixed <laughs> feelings because he wasn't saying much after that. Like, right. he was just, like, so, like, taken back. And, like, I was, like, after, like, an hour of just, like, us hanging out, I was like, did I go too fast? Like, was this too much? And then he was like, no, 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 like... I'm just, I've never had that done, and it was None so my, fast. Not and a so, single one of my previous, like, girlfriend's relationship has ever done something like that for me. Uh -huh. And so when it was done to me, I was like, holy cow, like, this girl, like, really likes me, really cares about me. I was just very taken back. So just, like, I I don't know, it just sent mixed feelings. So we were just kind of all over the place. And then I want to say I finally, we had we kept talking about marriage and it was like more and more and more and more. And I talked to my mom and I was like, mom, I don't know what to do. Do I like proceed with this? Do I not? What do you think? And she's like, well, like, so I talked about Carter all the time to my mom about how much I loved, like every little thing he did, he'd come like to drive all the way. We lived like 20 minutes apart. Mm -hmm. So he would come down and like 
do things my mom needed at the house or he would like call and do like the most sweet things for me or like anyway he just did all these things so my mom like knew and like the first time my mom met him she was like babe I adore him and for her to say that like normally she doesn't have a hard time with people but for her to say like she adored someone it wasn't just like oh he's cute you know she like loved 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 Carter and so that was another huge plus and so I had kind of known, and so one cute thing he'd always do, I had to go, since it was COVID, online school was still in the works, and so I would go down for one class on Fridays, and Carter always wanted to be with me, and so he would drive me down to Provo, I'd go to my class, and he would like study or go to see a friend, and then pick me up from my class, and then we'd drive back home, and he'd like leave work early. And so one time I was driving the car because he had some homework or something. I was driving and then I took, I had one of our pictures of us and on the back I said, what did I say? I said, hey, do you want to get married or something? Like it was something along those lines. Uh And then I just left it on like the, right where the odometer is behind the steering wheel. And I left it there, and he didn't even notice. I was, like, waiting for a text. So, like, after, like, five minutes, I texted him, and I was like, hey, look for the picture in the car. So this is after you've had all these discussions, and you keep saying, wait, 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 wait. I finally, my mom talked, and I was like, okay, it's right. Okay. Do you remember, I'm going to ask a couple questions. Do you, either of you remember the day or the time where you thought, this is the person I want to marry? before you started having these discussions or was it just a gradual thing? It was like, it was a gradual thing for me in the beginning. And okay. then, um, after we'd been dating a while, she came to church with us and other Christophson, he was in our ward and he, um, looked at me after our church and told me to come here. And <laughs> I introduced, he's like, why don't you introduce your special friend to me? <laughs> so I introduced him to her and, and they had talked to her a little bit. And it wasn't like anything special, you right. know. And later, I got a text from my dad. And he's like, this is a text from Elder Christoph. He just sent me. He said, it was such a pleasure to meet Carter's, in quotes, special friend. <laughs> she is a very special young woman. And at I, that point, I was like, for an apostle of God to do that to me was very special. And I had... Um, when I was 15, I got my patriarchal blessing, and in my patriarchal blessing, it talks a lot about my wife. Mm-hmm. And there's a specific line in it that tells me that as I choose righteous associates um, and people who share my values, I will be introduced to a, a particular and special young woman that I will be able to um, develop a relationship with, which is holy and pure and can be mm-hmm. solemnized in the house of the Lord. And when other Christofferson used the exact same words that were in my patriarchal blessing, I was like, this girl is the one that I need to be with. That's powerful. <laughs> and just to back up, just to inform, Elder Christofferson lives in our ward and you have a relationship with him as a, as a friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as a, obviously a priesthood leader, but it isn't just this random interaction <laughs> yes. with no. an apostle. But that's amazing story. Yeah. I've never heard that. Yeah. I, mine was more gradual, I think, because I kept talking to my mom and wrestling with the idea. I think it was just more me fighting back 
wanting to live the college life and wanting to have fun. And so once I kind of like prayed about it and gave that up, gave up this idea of the college life, I, um, I just knew. And then I was like so excited to tell him and I'm like, how do I tell him? Not in a like, I'm ready. So I did it just that way at school. Okay. So you wrote that on the thing and then you text him. Then what happened? So I was just driving her car. And I was just going to go to, I think I was going to go to a skate park or something. And I saw it and I, I saw it and like my heart jumped. I was like, what? Because <laughs> it was out of nowhere to me. We had been right. arguing for months about her not wanting to be with me. Well, her wanting to be with me but not be married, right. you know, and her wanting to wait. And that happened. And I was like, oh my gosh. And that, it got real for a little bit. And I was just so like starstruck, I guess. I just didn't know what to do, and then I had gone and skated and thought about it, and then I went and picked her up from class, and we went to a park nearby, and we just sat in our car, and we just talked for, like, a long time about it, and, yeah, we just talked about why, like, how she came to this, (laughs) and I was like, well, how did this happen? This is very surprising to me, and so we talked a lot about that. What, how did it feel to write that on the back of that? I was so nervous. I was like, this means I'm saying yes, basically, to right. like, it's not a proposal, but in my mind, it was like, this is a really big deal once I say this. How so, did you get to that day? I want to know how you got to that moment where you wrote that on the back. There had to have been something. You said you talked to your mom. Yeah. It's something else. There's a moment where you decide, okay, I can do this. So I prayed a lot about it, and I... I had thought, like I said, I talked to my mom, I talked to my bishop, I talked to my soccer coach who was basically like my dad, and he came over and like met Carter, and he was like, how could you not marry him? He's so good looking. Like, just marry him <laughs> That's for all that, that matters. Yeah, yeah like, just joking. <laughs> he was like, but like, literally, he's perfect in every way. So everyone started giving me all this like, good feedback, like, just do it, you know, like, why wait for it? And so... I prayed more and more about it and just thinking, and I, it actually was this one moment, I was driving home from his house, I think it was his house, and my dad passed away, and so through my mission I had like a lot of experience. Passed away? Passed when away. When you were how old? When I was 12. Okay. And so I had a lot of experiences on my mission, like, like communicating with my dad, I felt like that he could just give me advice, like... I'd go on my runs on my mission, and I'd just have these conversations with my dad. And so I would talk about it a lot, and I, as I got home from my mission, I, like, would still try and do this when I'd run or when I was in the car alone. And so I was, like, struggling back and forth with what to do. And then I was driving home one day, and I can remember the exact spot. It was right after I got off the freeway after this roundabout on the way to my mom's house. And I just had this, like overwhelming feeling that my dad like said he's gonna be the father of your children and it was just this like aha moment to me that I was like yes and so it just like struck me I called my mom my mom and I are in tears and we're like he's like the one that's right and we went boating with his it's so weird but we went boating with his family like a day or two later and Carter was surfing behind the boat and I almost like started crying and I was like I can just picture this being our son looking like Carter and like this being our like future family like it was just this really weird feeling 
And at that point, I was like, how can I reject that, like, he's going to be this amazing dad to our kids after everyone's, and I already know. And so after that, I just, it was like that next week, I like finally wrote it out, and then I did it. Good job. <laughs> it takes a lot of courage. Yes, it does. So what what happens after the talk in the park? So obviously we talked in the park, and I was like, are you sure? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I'm sure. And I don't really remember exactly what kept going down, but we we told our parents and everything, and they were excited. And then we had ring shopped and looked at rings, and she's like, I don't know if this is a big deal to you, but I don't want a basic, I don't want diamonds on my ring. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, like, that's a big deal to some people. Like, I don't want a basic ring. I want a turquoise stone on my ring. And I was like, why would that be a problem to me? <laughs> Anyways, we had found the ring that she wanted, and I had ordered that, and I was waiting for it to be made because it was being made because not a lot of places make wedding rings with turquoise right. in them. So while we were waiting for that to be made, we had just continued going on lots of dates, hanging out almost every day. It would be, it'd be school, a little bit of work, and then straight to her house every day. And we had continued to talk about it more and more. We had um, scheduled a temple date. We had talked about the date when we wanted to be married. We'd scheduled the temple date. We had talked with our parents about it all. And um, I don't know. I think we were just kind of scheduling stuff out as much as we could. Yeah. And then it was just kind of a waiting period until... It was time to propose to her. Yeah. And it was in the middle of school when I got the ring. It was near the end of the semester, the spring semester in 2021. And I had been taking a couple of intense courses. I was taking human anatomy and a lot of microbiology classes and more zoology classes for my major. And I, she was talking with her mom and her sister, and she's like, her sister invited her to go to Hawaii. She's like, hey, do you want to come to Hawaii with us? And babe obviously was like, duh, yeah, I'm out of school. Like, I'll be there. They're like, we'll pay for your ticket. We'll pay for all of your food. Oh, no, we'll pay for all your food. We'll pay for everything. You just need to pay for your plane ticket and then be willing to watch our kids when we want to go on date nights. Mm -hmm. She's like, done. And she had never been to Hawaii. And so she came up and asked me and she said, hey, do you want to go to Hawaii with me? And I was like, I would love to. But that same week is my finals week. And I cannot miss finals. Yeah. And she's like, dang, well, I'm still going. <laughs> and I was like, okay, like, it is what it is. And as I had, I thought about it more, I was like, dang, that'd just be such a hard thing to make happen. Um, babe had left with her mom to go to Mexico. And her sister texted me that day. She's like, hey, do you want to hang out? And you want to go to lunch? And I was like, this is weird. I've never had a, like a future sister-in-law. And this, at this point, our families knew that we were going to get married, right. but I hadn't proposed. So it wasn't official. Right. And she's like, yeah, let's just go out to, to lunch real quick. I'm dropping babe off at the airport, and then you can meet me at the, uh, at the place we're going to go to lunch. And so we met at lunch, and she's like, I just wanted to hang out with you. I wanted to really get to know you. 
and I, I, I honestly wanted to just officially welcome you into our family. Like I really, I really admire you. And she was just talking to me and how much she felt that babe liked me and loved me and all this stuff. And we talked a lot about it. And then she said, I also want to talk to you about Hawaii. (laughs) And I was like, what do you mean? I, I don't know if I can go. I don't think I can go with all my finals. And she said, well, it would be pretty cool to go. And I was like, you're right, but I have all these finals. And she's like, but it would still be really cool to go. And she's like, I'll pay for everything. You just need to pay for your plane ticket. That's all you need to do. And so I was really, really thinking about it. And babe, did you know she was doing this? No, I okay. had no... Yeah, so I don't she, even know if I knew you went to lunch. Maybe no. I did, but I just thought they were just... Okay. So talking. yeah, we I thought about it a lot, and me and her sister were talking and I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. And she's like, what better like romantic gesture can you do than showing up and surprising your girlfriend on a beach in Hawaii? Like that would be pretty awesome. I was like, you're right. And so I made it happen. I bought my plane ticket. She left for Hawaii. She had no idea I was coming. It so happened to be, I was showing up on her birthday. Oh, perfect. (laughs) And so the day I was flying there, it was her birthday she was texting me. She's like, Carter, look at all these places we're going. They're so cool. I wish you were here. And I was like, how am I going to get across that? Like, I'm not going to text her for a couple of hours, all this stuff. I'm not going to have service. It might, she might be suspicious. And so right. I was like, Hey, I'm going rock climbing with my brother. We're going to be out of service. Um, but I'll text you later today on your birthday, especially cause it was her birthday. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And she's like, okay, yeah, don't worry. Like, I love you. All this stuff. I got on my plane and I flew to Hawaii. I got there. And we had figured out in her, so her brother-in-law, her sister's husband, uh-huh. had picked me up from the airport. And he had told them, hey, I'm going to Costco. I'll be back. It's all the way out here. Yeah. I've got to go get food for everyone. And she didn't think much of it. So he picked me up and we drove back to the place. And he's like, so how are you planning to propose to her? And he's like, I was like, well, I was just going to surprise her today, but then... Later in the week, I would go do something with her and propose to her then. And he's like, well, what about doing it right now? <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? He's like, dude, just show up at a beach. I'll drop you off there and we'll take her on a sunset birthday beach walk and you'll just be there. I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> and so we did driven for probably an hour from the airport to uh-huh. where we were staying. And I was like, fine, I'll do it. I think that's awesome. <laughs> So he took me to a shop. I got flowers for her. I got those lays uh-huh. that they have. And I, I got in all my clothes and dressed up. And he's like, okay, I'm going to drop you off at this beach. You're going to be here. By yourself. By yourself. Tell me flowers in a suit. And across, <laughs> or whatever. Street, and across the street, there was there was a, a place to go eat in yeah. the shop. And so I was kind of hanging out. I went to go out and eat. And I was... Un, like incredibly nervous at this point before I had even flown I was so nervous because uh-huh. I knew I was going to propose and I was like dad is this right and he gave me a blessing that night and then he just assured me like this was the right thing to do and God had assured me that yeah I was just on the beach and I remember sitting there waiting with the ring in my pocket my flowers in hand my lays and everything and I was like this is really happening I got a text from, from her sister's husband saying, hey, we're on our way. So I got ready. I was standing there, and they were just walking down the boardwalk towards the beach. 
And I was just standing there looking at her and I'm like, when is she going to see me? And multiple times I saw her look at me, but she didn't recognize me at yeah. all. And it wasn't until she was probably 10 feet from me that she looked at me and she was like, oh my gosh, and saw me there. And she ran down to me and hugged me and I gave her the flowers. And I said, I know you didn't want it to be on your birthday, <laughs> but this was the perfect time to do it. Yeah. And I said, will you marry me? And... Of course, she said yes, and I tried putting the ring on her finger, and I almost dropped it in the sand. I was, I was like, I'll just give it to you. You do it to yourself. You I can't do it. Gave me the ring. I was like, you put it on. I can't right now. And then we spent that whole week together with That's her awesome. family. And, I want to hear Babe's uh, her point of view of that day, of that moment. Yeah, so we, my sister and her family, we had been playing around all day in Hawaii, and we... Um, we were just playing around, and then all of a sudden, he was like, so I'm going to go to Costco. I'm going to be probably a couple of hours. It's like an hour drive, and I was like, okay. But at this point, it was like 2 in the afternoon, and the time he got back was like 6.30, and I was like, why is taking him so long? Like, we played at the pool. We went to the beach. We'd been inside. Like, we'd done all these things, and like, no one spends that long at Costco. Right. So I was getting a little like, what is he doing? And but you had had no suspicions about me coming. Before that, you had thought so, but... Yeah, I thought so, and then he kind of shut it down. And so I was like, okay, no. And then I was like, wait, maybe he is. And then he walked in the door, and Carter wasn't there. So I was like, okay, it, nothing's happening. Yeah, perfect. So I was just like, he just took a really long time at Costco. And my sister was like, hey, let's go to dinner for your birthday. Um, but before we go to dinner, let's just go walk on the beach, because it was like sunset time. And so we're with all the kids walking down, like, the boardwalk. And I'm just, like, looking around. And they're just, like, looking. And my brother-in-law, like, kind of slows down. And he starts, like, recording from the back. And, like, I'm literally standing up on the sidewalk. And Carter's, like, 10 feet away. And I still don't <laughs> see him for, like, two minutes. And I'm just like, oh, it's so pretty. Like, so pretty. And my sister's like, oh, my gosh. Everyone's, like, kind of looking at me because they knew it was me. Yeah. And I'm like. So then I, like, looked around, and then I saw him, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And I ran down to him, and I've never seen him so nervous. He, like, shaking me, kind of, like, lay on my head, and he was like, will you marry me? And, like I said, he kind of even put the ring on. And then my sister's like, okay, this is your guys' night. You guys go to dinner. We'll drop you off downtown. So then we went and just got some poke, which is like our favorite food. And we just called like family and friends and told everyone. And then it was just like the craziest feeling. We were so happy and so excited. And we just like didn't care what was yeah. going on. We were just like. And did the nerves world. just go away after? She oh, yeah. Yes. After yeah. that, it was away. And it was funny. I had talked to my dad previously and I was like, why is it? Because he told me about how he uh, proposed to my mom. And he was like, I my mom told me how incredibly nervous he was. Uh -huh. I was like, how can you be so nervous? You already know the person. You're so comfortable with them. You you know you want to marry them. Like, why is it such a nerve-wracking thing? And then I experienced it for myself. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I laughed. We talked about it that night. And I was like, huh? You weren't scared. But yeah, after that, all the nerves were gone. Yeah. It just felt perfectly right. That's a pretty magical story. That's a pretty... That yeah. might be the best 
proposal story we've had on the podcast <laughs> as far as like amazing. hallmark moment yeah yes. yeah yes. pretty good it's amazing pretty good so after the proposal how long was your engagement so i proposed to her on her birthday which is april 19th and then we got married on january uh, july. july 30th you guys have a great story i love the spiritual side I love the fun side, and you guys are an awesome couple. Uh, oh, thank you. That. But after telling the story, I always ask everyone this. You just want to take turns, just look at each other, and just in a couple sentences, not a big, long thing, just tell each other anything you've thought about or any feelings that have come up or something you want to say to each other after telling the story and remembering those feelings. So I'll start with Babe, because Carter's a little yeah. less talkative. <laughs> but you haven't been in this. But, and, and just say anything you want to say to him. It doesn't have to be long. I think it's been really fun to re-say our story in a long way because we haven't done that like this in a long time and it's helped me to like realize why I fell in love with you even though I know but it's good to like refill all those feelings and remember all the heartache and the good and just help me to realize just how much I love you and how grateful I am that we've been able to be together and have this year so far and that. We've been able to grow and to learn and to, we've just had so many amazing miracles, but I also really like that it started with like God. And I think that's an important thing to remember is to always have God at the center. And I love you. I love you. I think to me, while we were just like reliving this moment, it, again, it brought back a lot of the same feelings that I did have and I continue to have, but just in a very stronger sense. Mm -hmm. It made me realize how much I really do love you and I need you, like, in my life. And how it was just it was just meant to be that, like, I, I was to be with you. It's true. 